Welcome to the Brand Boom Podcast, where we discover trends and share tips and stories from the savviest retail brands. I'm super stoked today. My guest is Aaron Coffey, owner of The High Rise, a 420 media platform and cannabis lifestyle brand. The High Rise does original 420 videos, hats, t-shirts, hoodies, socks, and so much more. You can find them on YouTube. They have a lot of popular episodes with more than 50,000 views. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Amy. I'm stoked to be here. I did a little bit of research on High Rise, and I saw that you guys were doing so many amazing things, producing media on YouTube, and you guys have you know a business selling hats and everything. As I was researching, I was listening to another interview that you were doing. And the inspiration you said in that interview for starting the brand is, you know, that you're just kind of a skate rat and you saw that other people were doing their own brands and developing their own lifestyle, selling their own products. And that's how you got inspired to do your own. Is that how it happened? Yeah, that pretty much sums it up perfectly. Kind of just grew up, you know, being a skateboarder and just uh, really into the skate lifestyle. So that was pretty much most of my life was just uh, actually taught skateboarding lessons and worked for uh, vans and hennies. And um, I was just kind of doing that. And then I was about 23 and a couple of my buddies started their own, uh, their own just little t-shirt lines that they were doing. And I thought it looked cool. I thought it was dope that they were doing something and they could create their own stuff and sell their own stuff, make their own designs, um, stuff like that. So I one day just decided, Hey, I got a little bit of money saved up. Had like a thousand dollars saved up, and I just went for it and kind of just dove into it head first with really no experience in anything. <laughs> just kind of um, started going and just kind of learning as I went along. Started making t shirts like in my kitchen <laughs> with like a heat press and like a vinyl cutter, and then you know, had my living room. My apartment was kind of a fulfillment center, and as soon as I dove in, it just kind of became obsessed with the whole idea of creating your own things and being able to put it out to the public and seeing if people like it or not. And it was just really cool to kind of have your own thing to work on. So that's kind of how the brand spawned, just kind of seeing other people doing it and like, Hey, I want to do that too. You know, that looks like fun. So that was about uh, six years ago. So. That's really, really amazing. I, I love the story about uh, making your own t-shirts in, in the kitchen and using your living room as the fulfillment center. So um, I know that you have a YouTube channel and, you know, you started your brand six years ago. So when was the turning point for you to actually kind of invest resources in producing media versus, for instance, like only, you know, producing shirts and selling and building a brand the traditional way? So it was about, I want to say maybe two and a half, or no, it was, it was about three years into the brand. Just kind of looking at other options of how to drive more traffic to the website really is how it started seeing other people kind of do the YouTube thing and put out cool videos and stuff like that. So I was just honestly just kind of doing some research one night and I saw a huge, huge opening in the, in the niche that we're in, which is the cannabis industry. And I was on YouTube just looking at all these videos of all these dudes just getting like crazy views, 200, 300, 400,000 views. And they're just sitting at a coffee table smoking weed and they're, you know, kind of boring. And there's just all these channels of the same same stuff. So I figured, you know, let's replicate this, but let's bring in two attractive girls and kind of just take it to the next level. So that was kind of the game plan was to create our own show. Uh, it was called Two Girls, One Bong, and it was uh, these two chicks, and they meshed really well and really just off to the races. We got to 100,000 subscribers in the first six months, 
of uh, launching the channel. So after that, we kind of realized like, wow, we might have something else here other than the brand that's, you know, kind of now it's turned into an extension of the brand, but it's still funneling a lot of traffic and attention to our website, which was kind of the initial game plan. So it's kind of funny how that uh, worked out. It was kind of just like, hey, let's make some videos. Let's throw them up, see if we can get some attention, some traffic. And then, boom, it just kind of took off uh, faster than expected. So after like, you know, maybe like six months, uh, six months, seven months or so, a bunch of companies started reaching out to us because they wanted to either advertise their products on our platform or they wanted our help creating content. So that kind of led into us just developing High Rise TV as a separate entity. And so it's still obviously as part of High Rise and feeds into High Rise. But with High Rise TV, now we do a lot of consulting and content creation for the cannabis industry. We just signed with Leafly as well, which is a big cannabis player in the industry. And they're kind of linking us up with all these influencers and brands. And it's been a wild ride. It's been really cool. And it kind of just started as, you know, let's try this out and see what happens. So it was pretty rad. (laughs) That sounds really amazing. So this is interesting. You know, um, six years ago, obviously, cannabis is still illegal in most of this country and now it's you know going to be legalized in California next year how how did you you know think about going into this niche in the beginning and taking you know taking a business approach to make it serious enough for people to resonate and actually grow it into something that is more than like you said two guys you know sitting in front of you know a youtube channel just smoking pot um, yeah, so like, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in Southern California, so I'm kind of in the in the epicenter, I guess you could say. There's literally a you know a dispensary on every corner down here. Everybody smokes weed. It's it's everywhere around here. So I've always been around it. I've always been into it. Um, so that's really how it started. It was just kind of like that was what I was into. I liked um, consuming it. I liked what it was about. I liked the industry. I liked. I just liked it. <laughs> so I was like, then with that, I kind of also saw a lot of other brands doing it, but they were doing it very, very like in your face, you know, very like pot leaves everywhere and smoke weed and stoner and like kind of crazy. So I kind of wanted to take the approach to, you know, let's, let's make the stoner stuff, but let's also make the subtle stuff that other people can wear because people that don't even smoke weed love our stuff too. So that's kind of how, how that happened. And it's only gotten bigger in this uh, area. The cannabis industry is just, it's going crazy right now, how how fast and how quickly it's uh, expanding. So I'm super stoked to be part of this industry as it's kind of blooming into what it is. Yeah, it feels like you kind of hit the jackpot um, being one of those like early adopters to this more lifestyle brand. Um, with the cannabis approach, right? Um, and I agree with you. A lot of the things that I see out there, you know, in the past has been really in your face and your brand is really, you know, more polished and, you know, something that people could wear every day, which is great. It's got quotes that are kind of funny. <laughs> so that's amazing. So let's go back to some of the marketing strategies that, you know, you've been implementing mainly because a lot of the listeners that we have are, you know, creative minds. They're creating their own brands. They're designers. Um, they may not be as business savvy, but even if they are business savvy, um, they may not have the marketing cap on. Right. So, you know, like maybe just from, from an insider's point of view who has done s- 
so well with YouTube and your social media. How much is this driving for your business, like your YouTube channel, your Instagram, which I think right now has over 1,100,000 followers like and, and Twitter and all that? How are they merging together to 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 drive your business? Is it a really big part of everything? So it's kind of, I mean, as you know, things are always adapting and always changing. So the first couple of years was, you know, a lot of YouTube, a lot of Facebook. Um, and then as Instagram rolled around, we kind of, you know, got on Instagram and then fast forward till today. And maybe I would say about a year ago, we really started messing with the paid advertising as far as um, doing Instagram paid ads and Facebook paid ads. And I literally just went 100% into that for about six to eight months. And I've really, really been able to dial that in pretty crazy. So that's, I would say... 90% of my marketing budget and focus is on um, paid Instagram advertising. We've been able to drive pretty crazy results in return just by putting out cool videos and cool ads with, you know, specific deals and stuff like that. And it's been pretty, pretty essential to um, growing our business. And it's great because it kind of gives you three layers. You can, if you set your, your website up properly, you can be capturing emails. So obviously with the paid advertising, you're driving traffic to your website. You're also growing your followers and you're also trying to capture these emails if you have everything set up properly. So we just put a ton of effort into trying to drive as much targeted traffic to our website. And then once they get there, we're either trying to get them to convert or capturing their email so that we can hit them on the back end on the email. Email marketing has also been huge. We've been able to grow our email list over 150,000 150, members just by using these paid ads to you know drive the traffic. And on average, every dollar we put in, we get about three to four dollars back. And it's even spawned us to start other brands. And we've been able to build other brands from zero to you know six figure businesses within a matter of months just only using these this paid Instagram advertising. So. I'm a very, uh, I don't know the word, I'm like a, a preacher for this. I tell everyone, now, I'm like, are you, are, you advertising, are you advertising on Instagram or Facebook? And most people aren't, or most people say, oh, does that even work? Like, you know, I tried 50 bucks on it, or I tried 100 bucks on it, and it didn't work. And that's why it didn't work, is because you're only spending 50 or 100 bucks on it, you know? You really got to spend a little bit of money to get that data and see what people like and what are they, what are they reacting to. Once you have that data, then you can really fine tune it and find that market that works and really just dial home your message. So that's kind of our current strategy is a lot of paid advertising. And then obviously we have YouTube on the other end, always driving in that traffic as well. So for someone who's starting out, because it sounds like you have helped other brands, you know, taking them from concept to, like you said, like you said, a six figure business, what is the budget that you would recommend um, a brand that is starting out to test Instagram and Facebook marketing um, to kind of put in their advertising and what would they be testing for? Because it sounds, you know, a lot of designs and concepts that you put on a shirt or a hat or, or, or anything, maybe something that you like, but it may not be resonating with the niche that you're trying to sell to. So like, is your budget that you're recommending, like, does it test all of those variables? Like, what are you specifically looking for? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, if you have a niche, then it's that much easier because with the Facebook targeting, they make it so easy and so dialed in for you. You can target literally down to the T. So, you know, if you own a, 
a golf company, you could target golfers. If you own a basketball company, you can target Kobe Bryant fans or whatever it may be. So with us, obviously it's 420 friendly. So I know exactly where my niche is. I know exactly where my target is. So the variables that you want to test is obviously age groups, locations, keywords, landing pages, your creative. Really, all it is is testing. It's testing, testing, testing until you find what works. And then you just do more of that. That's in, in the simplest form how I can give the best advice. But you're definitely going to lose a little bit of money in the beginning. But don't think of it as you're losing money. Just think of it as you're buying data. That's how I think of it. So maybe you spend 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, and you don't get any sales or you get one or two sales. But hey, now you know what works and what doesn't. And you can take that to move forward in your next campaign and really just keep fine-tuning until you can find what works. Because once you find what works, then it's just a matter of, putting new ads up and you already have the market and the target. So it's kind of cool. Got it. And would you say that is the ad or the product that, because, you know, the product itself is also kind of like a design itself. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, when do you actually say, okay, this product doesn't work no matter how much I advertise it versus is the campaign or the asset that is failing me in deriving that purchase. Right. So obviously it helps if you have to have a good product. You have a good product then boom it's it's even that much easier it's really comes down to you need you need a captivating image you need to capture their attention when they're scrolling and you have that 0.001 second window to capture them to stop on your image you know so you want to make sure you have a nice clean organic image um, maybe it's a lifestyle image of a influencer wearing your stuff or maybe it's a, a short video the videos have been kind of the new thing that's really starting to pop up yeah, there's there's really just so much that you can do with these with these paid advertising. It's it's really crazy, and a lot of people are, don't even really know about it. A lot of people are still kind of stuck on, you know, Google AdWords or kind of the older form traditions. And right now, the the value is in Instagram and Facebook because not so many people are on it right now. So in the next year to two years, it's obviously going to get a little more saturated, and the cost per click and the conversions are going to go up because there's going to be a lot more competition. So Right now, it's kind of like strike while the iron's hot and, you know, really just get the most out of it before it becomes flooded how, you know, Google AdWords did, you know, five, 10 years ago or whatever it was. That's really, really good advice. And I, I, I'm hoping that everyone who's listening right now is taking notes on everything that you're giving them. These are really good secret sauce that you're sharing with them. You know, the cannabis lifestyle brands, you know, it's promoting, you know, making sure that you have fun, you're always kind of relaxing, even though you're, you're working hard, you should play hard. So how do you balance having fun doing all of this stuff while um, you're trying to build a business with high rise? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Because, <laughs> you know, we are a weed brand. So our mm -hmm. The, the culture at our office is pretty hilarious sometimes we just we always joke about it because like our media guy will be like oh yeah like what did you do at work today and he's just rolling joints and taking four foot bong rips and <laughs> just kind of doing all this crazy weed stuff and but that's the reality of our job you know we we create this this crazy weed content for people and literally smoking weed is part of our company and part of our job so it's really crazy to just I don't know. Sometimes we just stop and we're just like, what are we doing? Like, this is insane. Like, we're literally just hanging out, smoking weed, and, you know, we're getting paid to do it and we're growing our businesses. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> that is amazing. 
How many people do you guys have right now? So I have a, a couple of businesses, but for high rise, we have seven employees. Our other business, we do uh, manufacturing. So like three years into high rise, a lot of people were asking me, you know, like, hey, where do you get your hats made? Or where do you get your t-shirts printed? Or where do you, you know, get your product shots or whatever it may be. So I figured, you know, why not offer that too? So I started up another company that offers, you know, embroidery, screen printing, all that. So we have a big warehouse where we have our embroidery production, our screen printing production, our fulfillment, and then high rise kind of plays into that. Obviously, we run all the production for high rise. We have two other apparel brands as well. So everything's kind of in-house. So altogether, we have 18 employees, but it's multiple businesses that we have under one roof and they all kind of play into each other. So it's kind of a cool dynamic. That's great. So it sounds like everybody kind of gets to wear multiple hats and work on different things depending on what needs to be done. Right. So would you say that um, a lot of, because, you know, like you're dealing with clients, obviously, because you guys are, you know, working to do production for other brands as well. It sounds like you do consulting. So how much of your employees are actually spending on operation versus, for instance, like, you know, doing acquisition, you know, and creating media content, or do you outsource that as well? Yeah, so we kind of just divide it. So I have um, specific people that are solely focused on the marketing and content creation aspect of things. So I have two people dedicated to the um, the photo, the video, um, the social media, making sure all the accounts get posted to, making sure the email blasts are out, making sure we have fresh ads and fresh content and fresh website banners and all that stuff that goes along with content creation. So we have people that are solely focused on that for all the businesses. So, you know, one day they'll be shooting all the high rise stuff and then the next day they'll be shooting some production stuff. And then, you know, so they have kind of like their set um, areas to work on, but it's kind of across the board for multiple brands. And then uh, same thing kind of goes for the operations side. We have uh, dedicated office production managers that solely focus on making sure, you know, products are being run and, um, items are getting ordered and customer services on point and all that, all that good stuff. So everybody's kind of got their specific area to work on. And then uh, I kind of just, you know, direct the ship. I, I, I really enjoy the, the whole marketing aspect. So that's kind of what I like to do the most is coming up with um, these marketing campaigns or video ideas or stuff like that. And then luckily I have an amazing team so I can just relay them my thoughts and ideas and, Nine times out of 10, they can knock it out of the park. So it's pretty awesome. That's really important to hire the right people. And it sounds like with 18 people, you have a lean team that's actually really effective and productive. Yeah, exactly. If you were to be able to give anyone advice starting their own brand, because a lot of our listeners are kind of in that um, sweet spot of just starting their own brand or just trying to get it out there, you know, what, would, what, what kind of advice would you give them? One of the most important things that I've learned or just best lesson in general is just you just need to go for it. You need to not just kind of sit back and worry about things and worry about like, oh, is this photo shoot going to come out perfect or is this product going to come out perfect? Because nothing's ever going to come out perfect and you're just going to overthink it and waste your time. You just need to really get your hands dirty and go for it and make mistakes as you go, because that's how you learn and progress. As long as you learn from your mistakes and keep improving upon them then you should be successful. There's no reason why you shouldn't. The other thing is to just over deliver, you know, just do it, go above and beyond because then you're going to, you're going to shine that much brighter than the next guy. That's only doing the bare minimum. 
So those are kind of like the two main things that I always like to relay is just really learning from your mistakes. Don't think about things too much. You know, you're, you're going to you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. We all do. It's just if you can learn from that and improve upon that to not make that happen again or do better the next time. So kind of common sense, basic information. But it's really what it comes down to, in my opinion, is just learning from your mistakes and improving constantly. That's amazing advice. Thank you so much, Aaron. Well, um, one last, last question, I promise. What's next for a high rise? What's next for a high rise and all these other businesses? What's next for you? What's next? So the the most recent thing that we've really been working on, we just signed a deal with Leafly. Um, If you're not familiar with them, they're pretty much like the yellow pages for cannabis. So they're like on the top 500 fastest growing companies right now. And they're doing a ton, a ton of cool things in the industry. So we're super excited to be working with them. Um, they just flew out some influencers this last weekend, and we did a bunch of content. And they're working on getting us some show deals and some branding deals and sponsorships and all kinds of cool stuff. So we're really excited to kind of see where that takes us. And then obviously, we're just going to keep uh, pumping out cool content and cool clothes. We just launched a podcast maybe like three or four months ago called the Doobie Talk Podcast. And it's just me and my partner. And we just talk about business and marketing and mistakes that we've made and kind of try to help out other entrepreneurs that are getting started and let them know the mistakes that we've made so that hopefully they don't make the same ones. We've got a lot of stuff in the works, but really just just tr- uh, trucking along, doing the, doing the same stuff, putting out cool content and trying to just trying to get it <laughs> every day. How can our listeners today who's listening to this go and listen to your podcast, contact you if, you know, they need consulting, you know, advice from you guys? Like, how, how do they do all of that? You can check out our YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com slash the high rise co. Uh, we have multiple shows on there, including our podcast. It's once a week. Check us out on Instagram at the high rise co. That's our main account. Um, my name is Aaron Coffey. Uh, high rise Aaron on Instagram. Any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. I love to kind of help people out and you know do do whatever I can to help out and give back. So and thanks to you guys for having me on. Super cool. Um, stoked stoked to be a part of this. Thank you so much, Aaron. It's been such a pleasure. These are all amazing, amazing advice. So that's it for today. Um, that's the Brandboo Podcast. So visit us on SoundCloud for new episodes and go to brandboo.com for show notes and more. I'm Amy Joe, and thanks for listening again. <laughs>